Welcome back to the Game Chat Podcast, Friday, October 6th. Stuart McDonald is in town. Round Welcome of applause for Stuart. Um, Stuart has been on the pod many times, uh, co-host of the Game Chat Picks pod, but now you're in person in Boise. Uh, Stuart, it's good to have you here, man. Thank you for having me. Great to be in Boise, checking it out. Happy to be on the pod. All right, so we got a, we got a packed pod. Um, I'm really excited for this one today. We've got... Um, our one through 32 power rankings no reed schneider on the pod today he's uh, unfortunately at work but he's um he'll, he'll he'll get his power rankings in there as well um so we got our one through 32 power rankings that we're going to go through we've got september awards one month awards for the month of september that we're going to go through we got um yeah quite a bit of things to go through there and we're going to go through our picks for week five of the nfl season um we'll kind of go through some bets maybe that me and Stuart placed and um and stuff but let's start a little bit maybe with last night's game uh we're recording this again friday morning bears 40 commanders 20 justin fields throws for four touchdowns he is now the nfl leader in passing touchdowns um yeah you let your face <laughs> what <laughs> yes no he is he's played one more game than everyone that's true but he is and and sam howell is the leader in uh passing yards so again, one so more touchdown fun. than everyone, but yeah, Justin Fields, uh, eleven touchdowns. He's tied with Kirk Cousins, actually, but he is the leader there. DJ Moore has eight catches for two hundred thirty yards and three touchdowns. That was the story of last night. DJ Moore, yeah, um, DJ Moore looked really good. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you happy about that one, buddy? <laughs> yeah, it was, that was a nice little, especially after losing. We had Commanders money line, so um, DJ Moore was a nice consolation prize for my fantasy football team especially after a heartbreaking loss against jack morgan say, did you want to bring it up or should i bring it yeah up? i'll bring it up um me and jack were i think the two highest scoring teams in fantasy um needed like 10 15 points from patrick mahomes um and if you guys remember on sunday night football he has an easy touchdown and probably makes the smart play decides to slide at like the two yard line it was definitely a smart play probably it was, it was. Um, i mean <laughs> i don't know how you would say it's not the smart play but and i uh i lost by one point which makes me so mad that i care this much about fantasy football even though i have zero control over it and yeah it was a bummer but yeah, we're on the next week um just get the guys fired up yeah yeah a little fire under their bellies for colt's team of winners yeah because we haven't won a whole lot yet yeah, like, and then Cole, as you said, we had Commanders money line. Um, that that was a bummer, Stuart. I really thought the Commanders were a much better team than they proved on 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 Thursday night. Couldn't agree more. I was very misguided by that D line. It was pretty pathetic. Um, the Bears converted multiple third and longs by running halfback draws. That is one of the worst things I've ever seen in an NFL football game. You can't convert for, to first downs on third and long by running, especially with what I thought was a very strong defensive line. Um, starting to think that, starting to think that, um, oh, what's his name? Number 99 on the commanders. Chase yeah. Young. Yep. Chase Young. Um, is never going to make it back to his form after the injuries he's suffered, but time will tell. Yeah, 
Yeah, Chase Young. Yeah, they they I the D line for them used to just be such a powerhouse, and and last night they looked pathetic. I mean, Justin Fields, they didn't even run the ball that well, but Justin Fields was able to like get out of every single bit of trouble that he was in. They and, ran it when they needed to too. Oh like, yeah, anytime they needed to get a run, they they could do it. Um, yeah, the Commanders made it interesting for a little bit there. They just uh, couldn't convert on a couple third downs late in the game. Sam Howell threw it fifty one times, which is geez. just not the recipe that the commanders are looking for so um all right let's do let's do a little bit of one month awards actually cole you didn't get to recap your trip oh yeah um cole went to wazoo oregon state do you just want to give a yeah um, on that shout out to ryan for having me shout out ryan Um, stroop thank you got to got to experience the the palouse um got to rush the field that was really fun never gotten to do that before yeah wazoo beat oregon state Oh, Wazoo's a good team. Like Cam Ward. Cam Ward's a good player. Good like, player. Um, I think that Pac-12 is just... I, I really hope it's not. I think it's going to be kind of similar where like they're just going to kind of beat up each other. And But they're so they're, the Pac-12 is so deep this year with Oregon, Washington, Wazoo, Oregon State, Utah, um, USC. Like That's five teams that are good teams, like New Year's Six Bowl caliber teams, I think. Um. But yeah, cool to experience a big game in a different place. Yeah. Um, thanks to Ryan for having me out. Shout Got out to Ryan. Experience the the frat life. Love it. For a weekend. Love it. Um yeah, I'm I'm very interested. I think Washington State's got a good chance to be be a pretty good team. So. Yeah. 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 All right, let's do um I kind of came up with this idea. I saw it on on another pod. Um and I was like, yeah, that'd be kind of fun to do for they this was a college football pod, so they did this for college football, but I was like, oh, it would work to do for for NFL too. So the one month awards were were past September into October. So the one month awards, first month through college and NFL. Um we're gonna do best team, best players, best game, most confusing team, biggest surprise, and then biggest fantasy asset, but that'll be NFL only. So um, we can kind of just go through a couple of nominees for each of these. And yeah. So best team. I think San Francisco. Yeah. And I, I was going to say, I start with NFL. Best. Yeah. San Francisco is probably number one. Um, I, I don't think there's any real debate there. Does anyone else have, have another one? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think San Francisco is probably our unanimous. I, I'm looking at our power rankings actually right now. And San Francisco is union, unanimous number one. So, we have San Francisco there. Uh, other candidates I wrote down, uh, the Dolphins before Sunday yeah. when they lost to the Bills yeah. were, were going to be number one. Like They had probably the most impressive first three. They've definitely had the most impressive win. So, or not impressive game. Yeah. Not, not really 70 win. points. Yeah, 70 points. Um, I also put down the Texans like in relative to where they, we thought they were. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they not necessarily, that doesn't work for best team, but maybe like, yeah, best to where we where we thought they were going to be. Um, I think Philly still deserves a. They haven't looked like their last year's self, but they still haven't lost yet. Yeah. Um, if Dallas hadn't have lost to Arizona, I think they'd be in that conversation. If they win Sunday Night Football this week, I think they probably have to be up there, right? Like, um, yeah, because Buffalo and Kansas City both have tough losses. Didn't Dallas lose to Arizona? Yeah, that's what. That's a tough loss. Yeah. Um, That's a tougher loss in my book, I think. Tampa Bay, too. Tampa Bay. Detroit has looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, even in their loss against Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. 
Been some fun teams this year. Uh, best college team. I was going to say a team, but I, I'm going to wait for other people to go. My number one college team right now is the University of Washington. That's who I was going to say. I think their defense um, is relatively good compared to the rest of the Pac-12 teams. I think there's a lot of disparity in college football this year, but having a quarterback that will probably be one of the top four quarterbacks picked in a very deep quarterback draft, along with I saw a college football ranking of receivers. Washington had three receivers in the top 25. I think that goes a long way in their road to the college football playoffs. They have Oregon next week, which will be a true test. They get to play them at home. They get to play Utah at home. And then USC, who plays zero defense away. So <laughs> I'm rocking with UW as the number one team in the country as of now. Yeah, I mean, especially through September, like they, they probably looked the best. I mean, their schedule's pretty weak. Yeah. That's, that's, I think, the one hole that you can poke in Washington is they really haven't played anyone. It does make me feel a little bit better about the 56-19 to 19 loss that Boise State suffered on September yeah. 2nd that yeah. we attended. We lost to the best team in the nation. We did. <laughs> yeah, no. It actually really does make me feel a lot better. Um, yeah. Like, like dead serious, it makes me feel better. <laughs> I think some people might be thinking, like, oh, it's, it's a bit. No, I'm actually dead serious. That makes me feel so much better. Yeah. Losing to Memphis doesn't feel that good, though. No. No, we didn't really need to bring that up. I was going to We're just going to ignore Boise State now. Yeah. Um, That's Boise State talk for the day. <laughs> um, I think Michigan deserves to be in that conversation. Their schedule has been really weak. I was going to say they're very similar to, they've to Washington. Yeah. Um, I think Ohio State probably has the best win over Notre Dame. Um, uh, Texas? Texas, yeah. Texas was the team that I was going to bring up. Going, I think the best win of the season, uh, I guess Ohio State went to Notre Dame. Stewart's a big Notre Dame fan, so he's probably going to stay out of this one. <laughs> um, Texas went to Alabama and, yeah. and beat them there. So that that, that, that is a, a pretty point. impressive win, in, in my opinion. Um, we should probably mention Georgia, just because they are the number one team still right Georgia. now. Yeah. They don't look as strong, though. I don't think Beck's a good quarterback. We're not big Beck no, he's a Be- weird. Yeah, yeah. Look up Carson Beck's Snapchat if you want to <laughs> <laughs> figure out why. <laughs> That's why we don't like him. Um, but Brock Bowers looks really good, and that defense is still the Georgia defense. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, best player award, NFL. So, okay, let's say our best, our best team was the 49ers, and college team is Washington. Yeah. All right, NFL best player. I'll go Christian McCaffrey. That's who I was going to say. Yeah. I think it's between McCaffrey and then probably Micah Parsons on the other side of the football. Mm-hmm. Um, those have been the two most impressive, probably for me, at least. Um, For me, I will stick with Tyreek Hill. The reason I say this is Christian McCaffrey without a o- good O-line and other weapons, is he that good of a running back? I still think he's a good running back, just not where he is with such a strong team around him, whereas... I truly believe you can put Tyreek Hill on any single team, have him play with any quarterback, and he will still put up yards and touchdowns. Yeah, I think that's fair. Probably McCaffrey. McCaffrey just being in a running back is more dependent on the rest of his team, where Hill is more of an X factor. Um, Travis Kelsey? For... Just for engagement in the NFL. Yeah, um. just for <laughs> clicks and Google searches. I think he's probably up there. Speaking of that, I actually just saw a tweet um, 
Donna Kelsey, the Kelsey brothers' mom, said that the NFL reached out to them and said they've brought more good PR than they could have paid a PR team millions of dollars to bring the NFL, which is <laughs> pretty insane. So are they going to pay the Kelsey brothers millions more <laughs> dollars? Um, yeah, uh, I wrote down a couple. I'm um, couple. Eh, I'm going to save the couple others that I wrote down for a different category. Um, yeah, I think it's. I mean, the front runner for MVP might be McCaffrey. I don't know if he's odds wise, but I saw he has the. We have another category that's best fantasy asset, but I feel like um, McCaffrey has the most fantasy points in fantasy football right now. Yeah. In, in PPR. This is more than any quarterback. Or wide receiver. Yeah. Like, Do you know who's number one quarterback? I looked this up like yesterday. Is it Love? No, Love's like top five. I it, saw who it was, so I'll, I won't give it unless... It's... um. You, go ahead. Herbert? Yeah. Yeah. That, that surprised me. I didn't think Herbert had had like that good of a season. They've but just been in they just close they, games and they have to throw the yeah, football at the end. Of, <laughs> I feel like he's scored at least three touchdowns in like every game. He's just a little bit of better. Or he's a better Kirk Cousins, and they're the same team. The Vikings yeah. and the Chargers are the same teams this year. Um, best college player. Does this go to Michael Penix? I still think Caleb's got to be in that conversation, especially with, like, I think it seems like USC might not be a strong roster-wise as all those other teams, and he's still propelling them to a top-10 team. Yeah. Um, just while we're on the topics, sorry, um, I totally interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh, you're okay. Uh, um, does <laughs> Ashton Gentry get a nod? <laughs> Ashton Gentry. I mean, not the best player, but, like, if there is such thing as a college MVP, we are nothing without him. We're not much with him, to be honest, but we're nothing without He's him. leading the nations in touchdowns and scoring. And at least before last week, like all-purpose yards, too. Yeah. That man is on fire. I'm yeah. terrified he's going to transfer. He's going to transfer. There's goal. no way he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> probably with our luck going to get hurt, too, by the end of the year, because we cannot keep running backs healthy. No, we can't. George Halani has played here for four years, and he has not been healthy. He's never finished a season. No. Um, do we know, do you guys know who's leading the NFL in, uh, or who has the best odds to win MVP? Is it Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Wow. What a... Plus 350. Huh. He just had like a... It's probably just because he had like one of the most perfect games you could have on paper. Yeah, and they just beat the Dolphins. Like that was the yeah. biggest game of the year so far, and they beat them, yeah. What's McCaffrey's odds at? Plus 2,500. So 25 to 1. If he stays healthy, I don't... 25 to 1. Josh Allen right now is 3.5 to 1. Yeah. Um, I, I, had, I placed a f- preseason future on Jalen Hurts. He's at 13 to 1. He's down to 8 to 1. There you go. So, hey. And Lamar, I placed one on him. He was eighteen to one. Now he's twelve to one. So just staying healthy we're for making, Lamar and McCaffrey, I think. Making progress, big. yeah. Uh, Brock Purdy's sixteen to one. So wow. if if the Niners keep doing well, I just feel like Brock Purdy's going to slowly surpass McCaffrey, which is just so dumb, so backwards. But yeah. um, what about okay? Back to college. We mentioned Penix, mentioned Caleb, Genty. Any other ones? I mean, Brock Bowers. Brock yeah. Bowers. Yeah, that's a good one. Was that what you were going to say, Stuart? I was going to say Caleb Williams. It's it's incredible what he's done. And then he won MVP or the Heisman last year, and he's putting up better numbers this year. So I think it's pretty hard to go against him. Yeah, he's leading um, the Heisman plus 170. Dang. Jeez. Um, almost the odds on favorite. Penix is plus 380. Those two are very much the front runners uh quinn ewers is the name other name i was going to mention because he had 
feel like he's had the best game in the biggest stage. Yeah. Because um, like, if you want to go to that Ohio State Notre Dame game, like Ohio State's quarterback didn't look good. Ohio State's so Ewers has had the best game in the biggest game, uh, and then Bo Nix is also nine to one. Jordan Travis, Dylan Gabriel, Tyrell Van Dyke, Cameron Ward are all up there as well. I really think it's whatever quarterback survives the Pac-12 is probably who's going to get it. Like they're going to probably have the best stats. And yeah, do you think so? If Washington beats Oregon. Or even if Oregon beats you, uh, Washington, then yeah. whenever those two teams play USC, it's going to be like whoever wins that game in the duel with Caleb Williams. Yeah, I think so. Is probably going to have the best shot to win Heisman. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, because they're going to have the stats to back up a Heisman. And yeah. If you make the playoff and beat, like if Penix beats Knicks and Williams, I think he's probably the winner. But college football, you never know. Yeah. All right, best game. Game of September. Jets, Bills? That's what I put for NFL. That's what I think it is. Opening night, week one. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers gets gets hurt. I I didn't know what else to put. Yeah, I'm trying to rack my mind through it right now. I I went through every game. Um, What was the question? Best game. Um, my favorite game to watch this season was probably the Lions Seahawks. Went into overtime. Yeah, that might very be high it, yeah. scoring. Both teams looked offensively really good. So. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, yeah, <laughs> then versus Chicago. That was that, fun. <laughs> I was about to say that versus Chicago. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Dolphins Chargers. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. Week one that just didn't have any drama. Like, there wasn't was, any drama though, but it was. It was high scoring. It was yeah. high scoring, high octane. I think it's got to be the Jets Bills. Like the drama, Aaron Rodgers running out with the American flag, getting injured, Zach Wilson coming back, the punt return in overtime. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, best college game? I got a couple for this one. I mean, Ohio State and Notre Dame, I don't think was that entertaining of a game to watch. Yeah. Stewart's just shaking his head. Um, <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, it just wasn't, that wasn't entertaining. Uh, Bama, Texas, I thought was a good game. Uh, that might just help because I hate Bama and it was really <laughs> rooting for them to just lose. Um, but I think the two that it's between for best college game is Colorado TCU yeah, and Colorado, Colorado state. Yeah. I think those are probably of September because Colorado is the story of September. Yeah, totally. Um, they could have made an argument for best team uh, for college. Just be from, from what, what their they expectations were. were yeah. yeah. From their expectations and just, if we're talking about Travis Kelsey getting clicks, same with the same thing. <laughs> we should clip, clip that of Jack saying Colorado is the best. Team. <laughs> <laughs> Reed, <laughs> Reed would quit I the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, they those two games were probably the the two most like hyped games, most watched games. So, um, but not great NFL games so far this season. We haven't really had a had a had a true classic yet. I'm hoping we get one on Sunday night. I think there's a real good chance we do with Cowboys and Niners. Yeah, I think that should be fun. Um okay, best fantasy asset. This one NFL only. It's got to be McCaffrey, right? So, McCaffrey, yeah, I was thinking like some value pieces were um Puka, obviously. Puka. Puka's like probably undrafted in most fantasy leagues and he's hasn't slowed down one bit which has been crazy um 
think Kyron Williams. Uh, Kyron Williams is Devin. who I was going to put up. Devin A. Chain. Yeah. Jack's entire fantasy football team this year. Is yeah. I, the other name I wrote down was Keenan Allen. He's yeah. the number one receiver. And yeah. So those are kind of Mitch. Do you have another one? Nico Collins. Oh, that's yeah. Nico one. Collins has been really, really good. CJ Stroud to go off that too. My, another one of my dynasty players. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> this is the best fantasy player. Yeah. Best fantasy asset. asset yeah. Yeah. As of this far, it's the Dallas Cowboy defense, and it's not even close. <laughs> Every other position rank is pretty close. The Dallas Cowboys defense is the sixth, score, sixth highest scoring player in all of fantasy football right now. Um, so I think the disparity between defense one to defense two compared to quarterback one, quarterback two, running back, so on. I think it's hard to argue Dallas so far. See, the problem is, Stuart, real fantasy leagues don't play with defenses. <laughs> so, um, I just hate I hate defenses and kickers in fantasy football for that reason, that a Dallas Cowboys defense. Remember, the, it was the Patriots defense in yeah. 2019. Where, that was my first fantasy year. It was like more than halfway through the season. If the Patriots defense was a receiver, they were the number eight receiver. Yeah, that's <laughs> stupid. Um, most confusing team. Cincinnati, I think it's got to be in the there. Bengals. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I put the Jaguars. Yeah, in there too. I think they're two and two, and they've looked really bad in a few games. And really, good. and then they looked really good lot like in their wins. So, mine would have to be the Denver Broncos. Last year, that I think some crazy stood out. Like they have eleven wins if they score more than eighteen points or something like that. To then having a defense get. 70 points dropped on them. I think it's pretty pathetic. I thought Sean Payton would come turn it around. I thought Russell Wilson would get back to somewhat of his old form and they would push for a playoff contention. That doesn't seem to be the case. And I really don't know how their defense could crumble so greatly from what it was last year. I like that. That's a confuse Denver defense specifically has been yeah really their offense is like literally the same offense but their defense was should have been so much better the, yeah and the, the offense have so proved enough where like if their defense was what they were last year they're probably three and one two and right. two like I also put down the Rams yeah that's a good one they yeah. like kill the Seahawks week one and everyone's like okay are the Rams like are they interesting then they play a close game against the Niners and still, same thing. I'm just like, well, they're supposed to lose to the Niners. And they played them pretty close. Then they lose to the Bengals in an ugly game on Monday Night Football. But then they come back and they beat the Colts and look good. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't really pinpoint where I think they are. So Yeah. Another confusing one for me is the Cardinals. Yeah. Because. Are they trying to tank? That's <laughs> a, yeah. Because they're, I mean, they're one in three. Like, they're not that good, but like. I, yeah, I had them as like my clear worst team in the NFL going into preseason, and now they're like kind of like lower mid of my power rankings. And um, like their defense, I besides Buda Baker and that one corner, I can't remember his name from UW. Byron Murphy? Yeah. Yeah, besides those two guys, which I couldn't even name Byron Murphy, I can't name anyone else in their defense. Like I just I ex- I expected nothing out of this team, and they're they don't look terrible. And Josh Dobbs looks all right, serviceable at least. Serviceable at least, yeah. Like they're they're an interesting team, and they 
they went from like just like a scratch. Like every like if you're looking at the matchups, it's like all right, every team that plays Cardinals is gonna win, and it's like most of them probably will still beat the Cardinals, but you never know. He looks so much better than I thought he was gonna look. Josh Dobbs. Like I Yeah, it's shocking. If they really want to tank, they just might not play Kyler the rest of the season. Stop. <laughs> I really need him back for my dynasty. <laughs> I had uh, three more. The Chargers, I don't even count because I think... At they, least for, they've always been confusing. Uh, they've, that's just been the Chargers. That's, yeah, they're the Chargers. Um, the other two that stuck out to me were Tennessee because they just either get boat raced or they boat race a team. That's and a good then, one. Um, Cleveland. Yeah, they're, the they're tough though because they lost Chubb. Yeah, that's, that's why that that's why it's been tough for me at least with with them. Um, like I don't I don't know if I count them as super confusing because they lost like their best player. So one more two, and yeah. this might be kind of the same with losing their best player. The Giants have just looked not competitive, like bad, bad. And even when they had Saquon, they did not look. They were uh, a playoff team last year, and you could argue that they didn't get worse. If anything, they just got better, and they looked. Just they look terrible. Also. Yeah, yeah. What, what's a bummer if this is what their team is? Then last year is kind of like a fluke, and that step puts them like three steps back. Because now you have to have Dan, you have to keep Daniel Jones, and like you have to keep this. Oh, you paid all these guys. Yeah. Uh, college, I put LSU. Yeah, that's a good one. They've had a really weird, weird season. Mm-hmm. So, um. All right, last one. Biggest surprise. I think Houston's got to be in there. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, that's a good one. Um, I the Bengals for being bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I would put it um I believe it's the NFC North division. I'd put the entire division up there. Um <laughs> I did expect South, South. Is that with Detroit and oh, Vikings? No, you think it Oh, you think Okay. Yeah. I was um, going to say the South had just a lot more wins than I think a lot of people are expecting, but yeah. The reason I say that is because I did... Go closer to the mic. Just, yeah, there you go. The reason I said that is because I did expect Detroit to push, if not win their division, but I just did not foresee the fall-off of the Vikings. They didn't get worse player-wise roster depth, and they're playing terrible football right now. I do expect them to bounce back and make a push with Detroit, but... That division as a whole is way worse than I thought they would be. I did think Jordan Love was really going to ball out and Green Bay would surprise a lot of people. Still think that may be a possibility. Um, He is technically somewhat a rookie, so we'll see him develop throughout the year. Um, David Bakhtiari being injured is a huge loss for Green Bay, but I'm most surprised about the Vikings. Yeah, they. Yeah, I agree. I had so much higher hopes for them this season. I'm surprised by the Colts. Honestly, I thought. I, I mean, Anthony Richardson isn't playing like insane, but I thought he was going to be awful. I thought the Colts. The Colts were a candidate for one of the worst teams in the league for me. They start the season without Jonathan Taylor. Um, they just they've had a lot of struggles. I feel like they didn't really get much better. They just got Anthony Richardson, and he was. Everyone was saying like, oh, you know, he could be good, but he's just gonna be really raw. And like, they're five hundred, and they they don't look terrible. Yeah, they don't look great, but they don't look terrible. Yeah. All right, and then college, I put Wazoo. Yeah, uh, I think Col- Colorado too, but 
Yeah, I think Colorado is the funnest story. Yeah. Yeah, but... Most fun. Most fun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I might say, like, Duke. Yeah, Duke, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. They would have beaten Notre Dame, for sure. I mean, it was a close... They were up 30 seconds. True. Left. They could be 5-0 and right now. No, they're definitely... If they were, if they had beaten Notre Dame, they'd be like unanimously number one on most surprising. Yeah. But yeah, I think Wazoo to me beating a couple good teams. Yeah, like Wisconsin and Oregon State. Wisconsin's not good, but I mean Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of only three teams with two ranked wins this year. There you go. With Ole Miss and Texas, I think. Yeah, Ole Miss and Texas. Love it, Mitchy Stats. Mitchy Stats. Mitchie that was Stats. A good stat. I don't know. I saw that yesterday. Um. Speaking of Mitch, maybe before we get to the Power Kings, Mitch is 21. Happy birthday, buddy. We had uh, Mitch Palooza last Sunday. Mitch, you want to tell everyone where we went and what your order was and what it changed to? I mean, so we go to Red Robin every year. It's yep. been 15 years for me. <laughs> <Yep>. Long time. <laughs> Usually get the clucks and fries, but now this year, you know, got a spiked freckled lemonade instead of a freckled lemonade. Wow. Can we get a spiked freckled lemonade review? I mean, I don't know. I didn't think there was that much like of the alcohol in there, but I don't know. He likes I, it a little I, stronger. Uh, <laughs> I, you know me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Love still, it. still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, but it just felt like it was more like a regular. Next time we might need to ask for a double. Yeah. Yeah. Double spiked. Double spiked. Um, cool. Uh, one more thing before we get to the Pirate Kings. The Mariners were on Immaculate Grid today. Oh really? And I I got my highest was two percent on the Mariners row. Um, it was Mariners Mets Mariners Gold Glove Mariners hundred RBI season. Um, can I tell you who I did for them? Sure. Did you want to do it? Yeah, but I'll I'll just keep. I have a couple in my mind right now. Okay, so Mariners Mets proud of this one. JJ Putts. Oh. Um, was Mariners closer for a little bit, and then he went to the Mets the year after. I think he was on the Mariners. Um. I actually remember that because I freaking love J.J. Potts. He had a little like... uh, Yeah, it was like a longer... It wasn't even like... I think it is technically a goatee. It looks more like a soul patch though, like a longer soul patch. He looked like he lived in a trailer park for a while. Yeah, (laughs) and he would do... I imitated him all the time because he would... uh, When he got like leaned in to get the pitch, he would lean in really far and like put the ball behind his back. And I thought that was so cool. Um, Mariner's Gold Glove. This is a really easy one for me to get a low percentage, 0.08. Or point eight, uh, Franklin Gutierrez. Ooh, um, mom used to call him Franklin Gutierrez. Gutierrez, yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, he won. He played like probably four or five seasons with the Mariners and won a Gold Glove one year because it was the one year he could stay healthy and he made like a hundred diving catches. It was awesome when he stayed healthy. Him and like, like he was like Kyle Lewis kind of, but even like he had good stats. Oh, he was awesome. He just never could stay yeah. healthy. And then a hundred RBI season. One of my favorite manners ever, Richie Sexton. <laughs> Big country, first baseman. Um, yeah, he was electric. He hit like 175, but had 40 home runs. It was awesome. He was, he was an, an just a funny name to say. So let me see if I can pull up his stats here. I th- he played for the Yankees and the Brewers uh, and the Cardinals, uh, or the Diamondbacks. Um, let's see. With the mayor. Oh, wow. His stats are a lot better than I thought. I, I need to apologize. 2005, when he played on the Mariners, uh, he got MVP votes. He was he had 39 home runs, 121 RBIs, and hit 263. Jeez. 
We will gladly take that on the, 20 man, the 2023 Manners. I got a point two Manners, Mats. Wow. Who? Travis Jankowski. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. I don't even know how many games we played with the Manners. It was probably less than 10. Not a lot. Should no. we uh, do a quick Manners recap no. of the season? We already Bummer. Did, we already we did the what happens if the Manners get out on the restart draft. <laughs> <laughs> I felt Cobes uh, came up to me. I played softball with him on Wednesday and uh, or on uh, Monday. And he came up to me and he was like, he's like, I know you wanted me to, to do the bid. I just couldn't do it. I'm the most pessimistic Mariner fan ever. And he's <laughs> like, I just couldn't pretend that they won. I was like, yeah, that's fair. Literally after we did the pod, it was like two hours later, they were eliminated. <laughs> um, We can talk about them next time they make a signing. Yeah. Yeah. If they make a signing. Um, All right. Should we do a uh, Chase Claypool? Uh, at the end, okay. yes. Let's do power rankings. Okay. Or do you want to do it now? We, we already brought. I feel up. like it's going to be like a third. It'll be second. quick. Yeah. yeah. Chase Claypool traded from the Bears to the Dolphins. Chase Claypool in a seventh for a sixth round pick. Mm-hmm. Last year he was traded for the thirty second overall pick. In One the of the grossest game. like trades, just like weird trades ever. Yeah. Honestly, I don't really fault the Bears. Like it seems like he was more. We were talking about this right before we started recording. Seward, were you the one that said you kind of believe in the talent of him? Still, like, you think he's a good receiver, Chase? Yeah, I really do. Um, Maybe not a number one, which is what I truly do think the Bears thought they were getting with him. But the the fact of the matter is you put him as a a three or a four on Miami, and he's going to cut up some cornerbacks with his size and physicality. Having the speed that they have, I think it really diversifies the receiving room, and that's going to be scary defense to or scary offense to scheme against. Yeah, I think I agree. Like, just a nice piece for Miami to get the possession deep threat type of player who they have a lot of speed, and I think it's just another little thing they can throw at teams now. Yeah, yeah, I like that trade for them. I think that was one of the weaknesses Buffalo was able to exploit was they just don't really have any like physical presence in offense. They've got all of the speed in the world, but yeah, they don't really have a lot of guys that can make those contested catches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I fault Chicago for making the trade, but I think the idea behind it was a good idea to try to get fields an actual piece. No, that's why I was, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. It was like, that's what they asked. Yeah. Like, they they were asked to go get a receiver. It's not really their fault. Yeah, like, and I think it. Pro- I think we probably thought at the time too it might have been an overpay a second for Fields, and then ended up being such a yeah high pick, and then he ended up being such a zero for them. But yeah. I, I think the idea behind it was probably the right idea. They just they missed. Yep. Like, but yeah, you have to take a swing. Yeah. No. All right. Let's do our power rankings one through thirty two. Um, we don't have reads on here because he's gone but we'll we'll enter his in and then we'll make our full consensus um so i don't should we read them off and then discuss or do we want to just yeah let's do that because then people will be able to follow along a little bit better i guess once we post the graphic they'll be able to follow along too but um our top four is four out of the top so we had we had it grouped in tiers at the beginning of the year and our top four currently is for they were all in that top tier in the preseason so we have san francisco one uh philadelphia two buffalo three kansas city four mitch six kansas city it's because like 
their wins this year haven't looked strong. I mean, the Bears win, they beat them up. But, like, the Jets win, that looked bad. The Jaguars win, like, Jaguars are a good team, but they did not look good in it. And then, like, they lost to the Lions. So, like, I think I still think they're a good team. But, like, a team like Dallas, who has a good defense, might haunt that offense. Dallas also lost to the Cardinals. That is true. But <laughs> that might have been... That was probably an off game for them. You're right. Like, they, and then they... Their next week, they came back and beat the Patriots 38-3. Yeah. So, like, I think, like, that was just a bad week for them. Because, yeah. I mean, it was a team... Like, the Cardinals, they play... They play frisky, like... So, like, they can beat any good team, but they could also lose to a bad team. So, like, I just think, like, a team like Dallas's defense could give the Chiefs offense problems at this point right now. Yeah. Like, where we are at right now, I think they would give them problems. And I think Dallas would win because they've got an offense, too. So, like, that's why I, like, have, like, them. I have Dallas at four and then them at six. Yeah, that's fair. I think my thing with Kansas City... I have them over Buffalo at three. My thing with Kansas City is that Kansas City, if they have Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, I think they win week one and they're undefeated right now. So, but I, I agree. I think Can- Dallas's defense definitely deserves some credit. And yeah, I think Mitchell's right. Kansas City hasn't looked super impressive. No. I think maybe for us who have them in that top four, we're betting more on the talent of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones to be able to still keep them in that top tier yeah i asked i think we put on the game chat instagram the other day like a poll of uh san francisco is number one who is number two uh and and most of the responses were philadelphia but then i think it was i think anthony sindejas was like you have to have kansas city number two like you like kansas city is number two until they prove otherwise and that's kind of where i'm like they've definitely earned that benefit of the doubt like if you have them at four or even six, like they're probably two because they are just Kansas City. It's still Patrick Mahomes and Andy mm-hmm. Reid. Yeah. Um, Dallas, Miami, Baltimore is um, is the next for, for us. Um, again, those they were in kind of the second tier, and I, that's kind of where I have them now. I think they're still the top four teams. I've kind of separated themselves. Dallas is in that mix for me. Uh, this this week will tell us a lot how they play San Francisco because like like we just talked about with Dallas they've lost to Arizona which that game is that that still I know you're you're right Mitch they beat they went out and beat New England thirty eight to three but that's still kind of that game is lingering in the back of my mind that they lost to the Cardinals and they lost was it wasn't badly but it wasn't I mean the Cardinals handled them. And it was also, it was two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Like, if it was week one, it'd be like, okay, the week one scaries or whatever. But, like, it was only the one game previous to right. the Patriots game. Miami was probably number one um, last, <laughs> before last week. for sure. Yeah. And they dropped to six in our power rankings. Um, Baltimore has, I don't know, I think they're really just not as exciting as these other teams, which is probably why Cole has them at five, which is Surprise. not a surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, we have Detroit and Seattle at eight and nine. Um, looks like we kind of all are, are right in the same tier with Detroit and Seattle. Um, yeah, Cole, I think Cole, Cole, you have them nine and eight. I have them eight and nine, which you're probably right. I probably should put Seattle over Detroit because we'd literally beat them. Um, but it's, it's tough for me to put them. They probably have a little bit nicer pieces, but I don't. Yeah, I I just feel like we beat them head to head. 
Yeah. Um, I, I kind of broke I... my own rule right there, so that's why I kind of am like, if they play head-to-head, like recently at least, you should probably make that the... Yeah, maybe down the season if Detroit starts to look a little better. Um, but I think last game, I mean, I saw um, a stat about the Seahawks going into... Monday Night Football, we were 29th in pressures. Now we're first in QB oh pressures. <laughs> yeah, we had, what, 11 sacks? Against 11 the sacks. Witherspoon looked amazing. So maybe, like, having that guy on defense where, like, I think that was Detroit's big advantage was, like, they have Aiden Hutchinson who's just going to wreck games. If Witherspoon can kind of be that kind of guy for us, too, that would be that'd be huge. And I think our offense might be a little better right now. Eli, you have uh, the Chargers above these teams. I do. Um, my defense, they are only two and two, <laughs> but they narrowly lose to the Dolphins, yes. who before the loss of the Bills were looking like they could be the best team in the NFL. They lost by three to the Titans, which is a game they probably should have won, but the Titans have a way of surprising having surprising win- wins, and, uh, and then they, they beat the Raiders, and I'm pretty sure they... I think they beat the Vikings and the Raiders without Eckler, right? Or is it just one of those games? I think he got hurt during one of them, right? I think Eckler got hurt week one. Yeah. So So I guess both of them, yeah. 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 So they Yeah, you're right. Their you're two right. losses were about were from a combined five points and they've been without their best offensive player that's not a quarterback for most of the season. And I also was high in them preseason, so that probably carried over in my bias. I'm not going to lie, but um, I think I think if they play any top team, they're at least hanging, uh, and I think they're capable of beating any of those teams. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I it's all close too. I have them at eight, and then I had Detroit nine, Seattle ten. It's at one week could sway me all over the place. Um, let's see. We also, I mean, we have, so we, yeah, Chargers 10, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 11. They come in at 11 in our power rankings. We have Mitch has them at 10, Eli 11, Jack thir- or 12, Cole 13. Hey, we're look all, at that. I know. We're all kind of right there with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Stewart has them at 15. Um, you can, th- you can talk if you want. Yeah, sure. I'll give my... One through ten, real quick. Yeah, yeah. See how similar they are to us. I have San Fran at one, Bills two, Eagles three, Chiefs. You're talking. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Chiefs four, Miami five, Baltimore six, Dallas seven, Seattle eight, Lions nine, Browns ten, Chargers eleven. So Browns ten. That so Eli Eli brought the Browns down for us. Um, Eli has the Browns at seventeen. (laughs) <laughs> i just i'm not convinced i was actually kind of convinced but when chubb got hurt i was like i don't think this team is that good i they got demolished by baltimore so okay they did just get demolished by baltimore but they also played dtr that's true like in his first, in his first pro football game yeah and and he <laughs> one he was awful and I think that they have a bye this week, and I think that they really – I think they sat Watson because they knew they probably weren't going to win that game to begin with. And then they were like, okay, we have a bye. 
he gets three weeks essentially of rest. Um, and we're probably not going to beat the Ravens with him anyways. So I think that was kind of their strategy. So I don't take too much into account really the Browns game and their defense is so good. I was going to say that the only thing that they got put 27 points on against by the Ravens this 28. week, 28, but <laughs> they had like DTR like five turnovers. Yeah, that, that is horrible. True. Like, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of short field situation. I still think the Browns have a top three defense. Yeah. I have them at 12, so I, yeah, I still think they're a good team. Um, Stuart, Stuart where did you have Cincinnati? Sorry, Cole. No, you're good. Yep. I have the Bengals at 23. Oh, so that's Ooh. that's definitely the toughest. Um, Mitch has them at 22. Eli at 12. I have him at 15. Cole has him at 15 as well. I, I don't know. I don't really know what the process is on the Bengals right now. I think they're definitely the toughest team to rank. I just can't really let go of them just yet. Like, I don't know. But like, I've had, if you guys were, were, watch, were listeners last year, I, the Packers last year were really tough for me to let go. And I feel like I might be going down the same path as this team. They're just so talented. And when they're on, they're arguably they could be the best they could win a super bowl yeah but they've looked really really bad i'm thinking back to like when the chiefs had a really slow start and we all counted them out and i i, I think patrick Mahomes is different he's, he's just different so that's it's a slight it's not quite the same but it's one of those things where like i was i was like oh maybe the chiefs i was like this is a year like maybe they just don't make it and then eventually they made it work and we were like why did we count them out and so like i think i'm kind of with you Cole like I just can't really let go of them yet like I just if they if they have one big week everyone's gonna say they're back yeah I agree with you Eli but just based on the eye test as of now they have looked like a terrible football team they have all the skill in the world they can't get the ball to the people they need to get the ball to they're getting points put up in droves and it's just sad to watch them I do think a lot of it has to do with it sounds like Joe Burrow really isn't healthy right now with his ankle injury. But the issue is, if he keeps playing every week, when does he get healthy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the o- uh, It was interesting. I heard one of their O-linemen saying they have to be perfect. He didn't go into details on why they have to be perfect. I assume it's because of how banged up Joe Burrow is. But asking an O-line that has stunk the last three years to be perfect in order to win games is not... A winning recipe, and I just don't foresee Joe Burrow getting hit week in and week out and somehow miraculously getting healthy and getting the team on the right track. That was exactly what I was going to say. I mean, we don't know when he's going to be healthy, and like the Bengals are just throwing him out there to the Wolves, and like he's just getting either more hurt every week or more healthy every week, and like you will never know. So, like, I just put them low because I don't know when he's going to be back. And they don't look good with him being injured. And I don't know how good they would look without him. So I just put him that low for a reason. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, it's a tough... It kind of reminds me of the Baker Mayfield situation as last year with the Browns. Like, they just kind of keep throwing him out there because you have the roster where you think you can really compete for a Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow's a... Miles I was going to say that's that there's a difference between like where Mahomes is than Burrow but Baker yeah. But yeah, Joe Burrow miles better than uh Baker, but I'm j- just kind of the same like 
you feel like you have this window where you can compete, and so you're going to keep throwing out your best option at quarterback, and it's just not injury-wise there. He's not there yet. So that's yeah. what my excuse is for him right now. I think that's just kind of natural. Like we're There's going to be different opinions like Mitch and Stewart have versus what the three of us, me, Eli, and Cole have is we're kind of betting that they're going to they're talented enough to still be in the top 15 and then Mitch and Stewart are kind of like this is where they've been playing at the rest of the year yeah so um but then the weird thing is like so we have we go Tampa Bay 11 Jacksonville 12 Cleveland 13 Green Bay 5 or 14 Cincinnati 15 we have the Rams right behind them yeah which that's a weird one because the Rams have I don't know. They they again. If we go head to head, Cincinnati beat them. Um, so I I don't know. I th- those are those are tough ones to to rank just because they've played each other. But if you look at the totality of the season, the Rams have looked better. Um, we have Mitch has Houston at eleven. Oh man. <laughs> We have them consensus 17. That's where I have them. Cole, 20. I have brought them down a little bit. Yeah. Eli, 18. Mitch, 11. I like how they're playing. <laughs> I mean, their defense looked great last week. CJ Stroud's looking like a potential great quarterback in like the league. Keep talking good about CJ Stroud. I like this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I made the wrong decision in the draft. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but they just look good. I mean, they beat the jaguars up and we have the jaguars at 12 i mean and i'm pretty sure they beat them in houston or they may have beat them in jacksonville right they did yeah and they beat them by like 14 um 20 20 37 to 17 never mind i mean just the last because they started out zero and two they didn't look good against the ravens but like the last two games they've played they have ramped it up and i think it's deserving that they're 11 i mean they're maybe if they like went head to head against some of the teams that I have like behind them, you never know. But I just like the way they're playing right now. They were able to put up 30 against the Steelers. And even though the Steelers haven't looked great this season, their defense has looked like they're still the real deal. And so for, for a very young Houston team to be able to go out there and perform against the top defense was huge w for them i agree houston has houston has no they have they have every game at 11 o'clock like every game in the early slate really except for one they play denver on a sunday at two that might be really good for them just to play at the <laughs> same time every week yeah. yeah hey why not same training schedule throughout they've, they've been they looking flies. good and playing at the same time will be really nice for them yeah i mean mitch i think you're right like they've they've the past two weeks, they have looked like a top 10 team, but I just, I don't know. I don't know if I, like the one good team they've played, they lost to um, in the Ravens. I that guess was Jacksonville. That was also week one. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, true. And Jackson. Okay. I, I can buy in a little bit to them. I think that if they, if they look at these next two weeks against Atlanta and New Orleans, I think Atlanta and New Orleans right now are kind of comparable teams to them in, in my mind. Um, so if they, if they can go out and look good against them and beat them. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a risk putting them there, but like, I think they could do it. Yeah, they right. could win that division. They're all we two have, and two in the NFC or AFC South right true. now. I saw a post on Instagram, and it was like, it was like possible hot takes or whatever. But it kind of put it in perspective. It was like, is the AFC South 
are they all really bad or maybe they're all good? Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> Cause they're, they're like the hardest to predict. Cause at, like they kind of just, and it's kind of how it's been. It's like, they'll always beat each other up and be like, Oh, they had a huge win. It's like, yeah, but it was divisional and they could all suck. But it's like, I don't know. Maybe they're all like kind of decent. Like maybe they're solid. They have, we have, we have all three of them right here in a row. So we have, we go Rams, 16, 17, Houston, 18, Indianapolis, 19, Tennessee. So we have Houston, Indy, Tennessee all right in a row. And Indy and Tennessee play each other this week. And it's a one-point spread. Like, this is... I don't know. I, Cole is definitely high. Cole is highest on Tennessee. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> as Eli, much talking about it. <laughs> Eli's highest on Indy. Otherwise, we're all kind of right in this same area as them. So, Cole, what... Yeah, and maybe now that you said you don't like that, I, Tennessee is is one of the grossest teams to me. It's just flip flopping every like they look terrible and then they look like a playoff team. Um, one thing I wanted to say, Houston, go back to Houston <laughs> trading that first round pick. Cole into the bathroom by the way during yeah, the Houston I talk. Really so. had to pee. <laughs> um, Houston trading that first round pick, uh, history parallel kind of reminded me of um, if you guys remember the story of the Spanish general. Uh, burning the ships once they got to america being like there's no way we gotta go now like i think that's kind of this like we I have to that. compete we have to compete now we traded our first round pick we gotta be a good team we've sucked for so long his name's uh hernan cortez so Demico hernan cortez might be like a war criminal or something <laughs> but in this scenario I mean, this is what, the 1500s? Yeah, 1519. They're probably all war criminals, so. Yeah. But in that very, I don't know, in that scenario, burning the ships, we're trading our first. We have to compete this year. Hey, it's working so far. Yeah. Uh, at least the past couple of weeks. And I'm buying into it. So I yeah. buy them more than, than the Titans. Yeah, I, I'm going to flip that around. The Colts are interesting, too, because... They, I, I don't know. They didn't look great against Baltimore, but beat them without Anthony Richardson. And they've, they've played both of their last two games. They played in overtime. Um, so I, I don't know. They're, they're, they're up there in one of the most confusing teams to me. I can't get a read on the Colts. Yeah. Cause when Anthony Richardson's healthy, he looks so good. Yeah. Like it's just, he's so athletic and we were kind of talking about this, like, it's tougher for him not to want to, like, run out of the pocket and take those hits because he, a lot of the times he can beat, he can beat a guy on the edge or he can truck over a guy and then, but that's going to lead to injuries. And it's kind of already, I mean, two in four games, but then he's looked really good the entire rest of the time. So that, that, this game, Tennessee and Indianapolis is going to be very interesting to me. Yeah. Because yeah. one of them. One of them gets set back pretty far in the division because I think they all kind of think they have a shot at the division right now, right? I think they all think they could be a playoff team for they're, sure. I mean, they're every every team is two and two, so they definitely do. They're all <laughs> two and two in that division, so they all think they do. I, I, yeah, the loser of that game has a has a tough one. To to that's that's a tough hole to climb out of. I think for the loser of that game, uh, we have Atlanta at twenty. Another team that I just can't get a read on. They, I mean, they beat the Packers, but they probably should have lost that game. They get killed last week in London by the Jaguars. I think Ritter is the 
reason why they're so low on that team because they are a talented team. Bijan looks like a really, really good player. Um, if you are ranking quarterbacks like his Ritter, I think he's last. Yeah, um, he's he's down there. Bottom yeah. three for sure, right? Yeah, like, I think there's a lot of backups who I think would like Minshew. I think would look better there. Drew Locke, after watching Monday, I think would probably look better. Um, I had one in my head, and it's not like it's hard to look good no. in Atlanta. Like you, you can run the ball fifty percent of the time more if you wanted to with Bijan, and you spent you have all the options. You spent so much capital on your skill position players, and it's a real bummer because Ritter just does not look like the guy. And with such a good O line, you'd think they could any time they did pass with such a dynamic run game, they could just play action, get him more time. Like they have very like you said, they have skilled receivers they have drake london kyle pitts both who should be getting way more volume than they are getting like by qbr which is qbr is obviously all these stats are flawed ritter's 31st yeah out of 33 that seems about right 33 is bryce young uh that's a bummer Tannehill's 32 yeah that seems about right yeah <laughs> joe burrow 29 yeah i'm telling i if i'm atlanta i mean you might see the rare, I, I'd love if I got this right, the quarterback trade midway through the season. I mean, because if they are a top 10 pick again, I mean, Arthur Smith's probably gone. You can't be four years in a row. Um, who would you, what would the quarterback trade be? I've always, I've said Kyler for a while now. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe Locke, honestly. like Yeah. It's, it is just wild how, how right the public was on yeah. this team. Like. It re- you really haven't been able to, ch- like, you, you haven't had to change your take on this team. It's like, yeah. yeah, they're really talented and Raiders sucks. What about Mac? What if Bill's just done? He just can't be because their options are so bad behind him. Like yeah. Bailey Zappi and... Tannehill, maybe, but I don't know if, how much of an upgrade that he's would be. He's not. Um, trying to just look at teams that... Um, Pittsburgh, we have next. You can keep looking. We just... Russell Wilson would be my only other. That'd be funny. That'd be fun. Um, Pittsburgh is next at 21. I have them 27. I'm very low on Pittsburgh. I have them at 17. I'm just going to keep them at 17 the entire year. They just, they just seem like they're 17. See, they're, they're worse than that. They probably are, but they're going to end up being 17. They're going to be eight and nine or nine and eight. Like you, (laughs) you think they're that much better than the, the, the Colts and the Titans? Um, Probably not right now, but I just I'm gonna keep him at 17. That's just <laughs> fair enough. I'm right. just I'm gonna hold on to it. <laughs> they look so they lost 30 to six to the Texans last week. Yeah, like what are we doing here? <laughs> and they yeah they they play the Ravens, Rams, and Jaguars our next three games. They could lose all three of those. They definitely could, but they could also win two of them. You know who their leading receiver was last week? Pittsburgh. Jalen Warren. No second. Dang. Um, Good job. Thank you. They're backup tight end. That's what I was going to say. No, Darnell Washington had one catch for 10 yards. Nah. Oh, good for him. Pat Frymer, three catches for seven yards. Oh. Uh, leading reception or receiver, Najee Harris, one catch for 32 yards. <laughs> one catch for 32 yards. That was their leading receiver. That's rough. Mm-hmm. That is a bummer. Although Najee did look good on the ground for all you haters. 14 carries, 71 yards. Five there yards a carry. He looked better. 
I saw that one video of him against the Browns where he like gets the ball and there's like three guys in his face and he's able to get two yards out of it. And so I'm going to be a little nicer to Najee going forward. They had no sacks against the Texans. Yeah, Pittsburgh tough, especially when that should be the strength and that's hopefully the strength of your team. That could speak yeah. to the Texans' line being good. <laughs> um, let's see. We have New Orleans at twenty-two. Another team. They they should be hot. They 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 piss me off. Their team yeah. pisses me mm-hmm. off. They should be so much better than this. Yeah, they have. They got Derek Carr. Chris Olave's looked pretty good. Their defense has a lot of experience, except for last week for Olave, one catch, four yards. Okay, but yeah, that was pretty but, other game other, before other that games were great yeah. yeah before that he was looking like he was looking like a wide receiver one in my opinion um and then they got kamara back and kamara actually had a pretty good game like they yeah they should they should be good they especially because be. they're in a pretty bad division it got a little bit better now with like tampa bay is looking looking decent but still they go at patriots at texans their next two games those are big ones for, for the saints totally um jets at 23 we all have them right around there so i don't i don't think there's a ton of disagreement there arizona 24 good for them eli's highest on them at 20 but i think we're all kind of i don't we don't need to have a ton of in-depth discussions on these bottom tier teams because this is one thing i just want like this is poopy maybe i end up biting myself jonathan gannon was memed on like everyone was like he's the worst coach in the nfl it's not even close before he even coached a game and he's looked like a good coach it's Nick Sirianni 2.0. Yeah. Just like remember pat- how remember how much shit Nick Sirianni got after his opening press conference and everyone was like oh, this guy's a joke. Why do we do that? Yeah. Why do we take press conference clips before a coach has ever coached a game in the NFL? So seriously and then we're like no he sucks. Yeah. Ha, ha, like <laughs> it's one of the weirdest things we do as a public. I think it's cuz we're so bored in July. And I think it's just that's all that's what we see the most of a coach is the press conference. Like you don't see him dialing up stuff or like what their schemes are really until the game and after such a long period of time. And remember like Mike McDaniel, everyone was like he's never going to get players to play for him. Mm-hmm. And he's probably the most likable coach in in the NFL. Everyone's like no, he's he can't motivate players. That's a great take. And th- that's such an interesting point because it's fans take the way that coaches talk to the media as the way coaches talk to their teams. Exactly. Where it's like Mike McDaniels is a goofball. You don't think he can be serious. And it's like that you have Jonathan Gannon meeting Rondell Moore going, vroom, 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 vroom. we're going to go deep <laughs> every play. And it's like, I know differently thought this guy was going to be a joke. And, I say that, but then what was he? He was the D coordinator of the Eagles, correct? Yeah. yeah. And it's like they were disgusting last mm-hmm. year. And it's like you don't think he can scheme. You don't like he's clearly a good coach. Yeah. Um, so I find I do find that really interesting and I'm at fault for doing it. But it's like, well, like I said, I think we all are because we're literally so bored in June and July. Yeah. There's just nothing going on and we're desperate for NFL content by that point. And so we take these press conference clippings is but seriously like do they that's a great point about the eagles defense the eagles defense was like one of the best units in in football last year and this guy is talking to offensive players and like he probably doesn't he's never coached the offense before how is he supposed to like uh, i don't know it it's so so stupid looking back on it now being like why do we same thing with dan campbell everyone made fun of him for like biting off kneecaps it's like 
you don't think guys want to play for Dan Campbell? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Super interesting. I would want run through a brick wall for that man. Yeah, same here. <laughs> it was like the opposite. Like, like he's the guy where you're like, oh, he doesn't know anything. All he knows is just to he just says really hyped up things to his players, and he's just like a man's man. But it's like, I don't know. The Lions were awful. Now they're kind of good. Um, we have Minnesota next, dude. What a bummer for them. Um. Second lowest drop in our power rankings behind the Giants had the farthest drop from Giants go from 15 to 28 in a couple of weeks. Um, but Minnesota and the Giants, I mean, I think we, we put them at 15 and 16 at the beginning of the season. I think we had this same conversation around them as like we these are kind of fraudulent playoff teams, but also like maybe they s- stick the course of last year. Like maybe they were able to. Yeah, I don't know. And they just have not been able to minnesota is a weird one i think we they're very similar to cincinnati in my mind um just kind of a lesser version of cincinnati where we're like they cannot be this bad Mm -hmm. they cannot be this bad um but i think they might be did you see their one score game stats Mm. Uh, like remember what what was it last year 11 and 0 yeah for the for the vikings um this year they're one in three all their games have been one score games and uh, the only one they won was against the Panthers last week. I think what's most surprising to me, as I thought one of them would still be hanging around, I didn't think both of them would drop off the cliff like they've seemed to have. You know who the team that's at Seattle? Yeah. I bet that's kind of where we have a little bit of Seahawks bias on this show, um, that we didn't really group them together. I think a lot of people probably did. I think yeah, the totally. Giants, Seahawks, Minnesota were all kind of grouped together, and the Seahawks are definitely the one that's seems to be the better team stayed the course yeah yeah i personally i think with like minnesota and the giants i think they're a product of the nfc looking really like weak like very like lopsided was like there's a couple good teams and it seemed like the nfc was trash last year but the nfc's kind of picked it up they look so like good this the, year. the <laughs> nfc has some the nfc has some nice teams in there like they've got like their top three are what do we have them in their three the top five and then like there's so many other teams in the NFC that are looking strong and are kind of coming up and like I feel like the Vikings and the Giants didn't do anything to get better like they were kind of mediocre last year but that was enough to make it into the playoffs in the NFC but now there's teams that are kind of trending up and Minnesota and the New York Giants are just not trending up and so they just naturally get past is kind of how I see it the Seahawks will play in the NFC championship this year whoa you heard it here first yeah, I think the it's the same thing as it's been every year, and I don't know why we thought it'd be much different. But it's the and the AFC is more top heavy. I mean, they have the Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, Dolphins, but I think the NFC is a little bit deeper. Deeper, even though, yeah, maybe not. We have the Eagles and Niners, and I think those are light years ahead of <laughs> the next couple teams, and maybe in the Cowboys. Um, we'll see. I guess uh, we have. New England at 26, they just look very uninspired. Mm-hmm. They they look ugly. Washington Commanders at 27. Um, had them a little higher before Thursday Night Football. Did have them a little bit higher before Thursday Night Football. Giants 28. Raiders 29. Man, what a what a bummer year for the Raiders. I, I thought they had a chance this year to, to, to come out and look a lot better. I think Devontae's probably gone yeah, um, by the trade so. deadline. That might be the biggest trade we get. And then the last three have kind of been the bottom three for a while. At least Chicago looked a little bit better. Um, 
but they still it's Denver, Chicago, Carolina is 30, 31, 32. Yeah. And I don't really think you can put Chicago above Denver because they literally just lost to Denver. Yeah. Um so Denver, Chicago, Carolina is is the bottom of the barrel and that I don't really see that changing anytime soon. Maybe we can throw Vegas in there. Do you think uh so Carolina's the last winless team, correct? Yes. Um, do we think they end up um when do you think they get their first win? Do we want to look at their schedule? Let's do it. They go Lions, right. probably lose. Dolphins, probably. probably lose. Texans. Texans, maybe. Mitch doesn't say anything so. Colts. I think they can win one of those two. Bears. Yeah. Okay. So they can win one of those three. Yeah, one of those three. Bears is a Thursday night game. That was the best. <laughs> that <laughs> it is a primetime game. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, the Bears look great on Thursday night. True. That was a fun game to watch yesterday. That's why I hate when people are like, oh, let's not. I'm not going to watch football because this is a bad game. It's like I find story. There's storylines, I think, in every game. Yeah. At it, least for me that are interesting. There's NFL. If baseball was on yesterday, like a get do or die game three, I would have had that like been wanting to watch that as well. Yeah. But when it's Thursday night football, like. I still think it'll be interesting to see Bryce Young play. He's the first overall pick. I'm going to watch you. Yeah. DJ Moore revenge game. DJ Moore Moore revenge. Well, he might have just already got his revenge game out because. but (laughs) it's going to be even bigger. True. Could be. (laughs) All right, let's do our picks. Um, Cole leads the way at 13 and 7. What? I'm in first? No. Move on. (laughs) Move on. I'm Um, in first place. All right, who's second? Jack is second. (laughs) I'm I'm a half game behind Cole. I'm 12, 7, and 1. Mitch Can't and believe Reed. I'm in first place. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cole, what's your dynasty record? Two and two. Oh, bummer. Who were one of those two losses to? Oh. Yeah. You know who else is two and two in dynasty? Me. <laughs> you? Eli. <laughs> My one. I'm tanking. I'm two and two. <laughs> he hasn't scored over 100 points this year, or like twice he has, and then... I liked your graphic that you made. Yeah. The dynasty was... playoff picture. I was just happy that I was one of the the actual guy. I'm I'm an actual contender in the dynasty <laughs> league. <laughs> I have running backs all the time, guys. I, have the, I might. This could bite me in the ass. As of right now, I have maybe the best running back core: Devin A. Chain, Tony Pollard, and Kyron Williams. Yeah. At any given week, they could combine for 200 points. <laughs> <laughs> and they all they all three could not be on the same team next year. Saying, yeah. True, they, but as of right now, I have maybe the best running back core. Yeah. And I have Justin Jefferson and Keenan Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mitch and Reed are tied at 11 and 9, just hovering above 500. Eli dipped back below 500. He he was up there. I was up. It he was a tough week. I did, tough have a tough, week. I did have a tough week. One and four. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, yeah. Yeah. But I went one and four, and I'm only one below 500. True. You're nine, so. 10, and one. Yeah. Um. Actually, I think you were one, three, and one last week. So I think you had the push. But maybe that's two weeks ago. Yeah, push. I can't, I can't remember. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Um, let's start with our lock or our favorite. Reed. We'll, we'll just announce Reed picks because he's not here. Reed had um, San Francisco. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. San Francisco minus four on Sunday night. Um, interesting that that's, that's his lock. Um, that was my primetime game, I believe. So Reed believes in the 49ers. I'm going to take it that that means he has the 49ers as one in his power rankings. Yeah. Um, I have KC minus four against the Vikings. That line is actually three and a half right now. So I'm going to move that. I think that's the advantage I get uh, for doing my picks early. So three and a half there. 
You don't think so, Cole? I mean, you get it when you get it, right? I mean, I feel like if you get it early, you, you just didn't do your picks until this morning. I did my picks. Well, I did my picks on Monday. You just deleted them. And you, you adjusted <laughs> yours. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, I get KC minus three and a half against Minnesota. Stuart, do you have one? Yeah. Tennessee. Um, I believe they're minus one and a half against. Two and a half. Minus two and a half against um, the Colts. Indianapolis. I am going to move that line. I got India's plus one, and I'm going to take him a plus two and a half. I'm going against you, Stuart. Sorry. Um, re- Cole and Mitch have the same one. What do you guys got? We have uh, Baltimore minus four against Pittsburgh. I am no secret. I'm a Ravens believer. Um, what? Crazy, I know. Um, I think they're probably a touchdown better than Pittsburgh. So system play. My my computer has them at plus seven, uh, minus seven. So They win by seven. Yeah, I like that. No. Eli? My lock is Buffalo minus five and a half against the Jaguars. Um. I think Buffalo's shown that they're a top team in the NFL once again. And I think the Jaguars do not know what is coming for them. Um, I just, uh, Tyron Armstead got placed on injured reserve. Oh, man. So he's out for four weeks after suffering any injury. That's a bummer for the Dolphins. That's a huge bummer. Um, Eli, you're underdog. Underdog? This is a bit of a long shot, not going to lie. I have the Jets plus two and a half against the Broncos. I don't think either of, the te- of these teams are that good. Um, I think I think Zach Wilson showed a little bit of promise last week at the end of the game. I don't think Denver's defense is playing very well, and I think the Jets have a... I think the Jets' defense is still better than Denver's offense. So I think it's going to be a tough, close game, but... Um, but I could see I could see the Jets playing it close, competing, and possibly maybe even coming away with a win. Stuart, do you have an underdog? I actually have two underdogs. Okay. My favorite one, Jets. Next one. He's riding with Eli. Yep. That's right. I would consider sprinkling a little bit of money on the Cardinals. Mm. Cardinals plus three, I believe, right? To the Bengals. Is it still at three? That's what I saw it at yesterday. Let's see. Um, I have Indianapolis plus two and a half, as I said. Reed, Cole, and Mitch all together on the Texans plus two. It's actually plus one and a half now, but you can keep it at plus two because that's where you got it. Plus two against the Falcons. Mitch, no surprise you're riding with the, the Texans here. I mean, hey, they have the potential to crack my top ten this week with the win. Oh, it's <laughs> wild. Um, to stay on that game, three of us have that game as our over. Uh, and uh, Stuart, I believe you do too. I think we're, we're we have a bet on that one. Houston, Atlanta over forty one and a half. This might be my favorite play of the year. This might be my favorite play of the year. Nuclear Whoa. missile whale play. Whoa! It's, Whoa. It might be nearing game of the year territory. Oh my gosh! Really? Houston, Atlanta over forty one and a half. I love it. I love wow. it. I, I like it too. It's my pick too. So I, <laughs> Eli, I like it a little like it. too much. I, I think don't. I, I don't hate it, but Houston could th- Houston could score five touchdowns, and Atlanta could score zero. Houston has scored thirty points in the last two weeks. How many has Atlanta scored? Atlanta. Yeah. Um. 
Atlanta has scored 13 combined in the past two weeks. See, that, they got to do problem, better. My only problem is Atlanta holding up their end of the bargain. I think Houston is going to – I think they're going to have a few touchdowns at least. What if I it's just, like 37 to 7? That hits. Wow. <laughs> Watch Atlanta just like win 30 to like two or three. Uh, <laughs> <no, sorry. laughs> um, all right. Most of us are on that. Mitch, you're over Carolina, Detroit. I mean. 44 and a half. I think Carolina might put up some points this week. Yeah, but you better hope they do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, but I got Detroit winning 30 to 17. So that's an over. Yeah, I thought you were saying seventeen to thirteen, and I was like, "That's not the over." But yes, yeah, so you got you thirteen yeah. seventeen. Uh, Eli, sorry. Uh, my over is Miami versus the Giants at forty-seven and a half. Uh, Miami's going to be playing angry, and the Jets, not Jets, Giants. Um, the least amount of points they've given up this season is twenty-four, and besides that, it's all been more than thirty points. So, Giants defense. Not looking too hot. Miami's offense, arguably the best, one of the best in the league. And I think there's a chance Miami hits it over on their own. Whoa. Under, or Stuart, did you have any other overs that you wanted, or you're on Houston Atlanta? There was one other one we bet on. I do remember that we bet on one other one, but I forgot which one we bet on. I will pull it up. Probably don't like it a whole lot. No, <laughs> that's not a great sign. <laughs> Um, let's see. The unders Reed had Cincinnati, Arizona under 44 and a half. I kind of like that one as well. 44 and a half seems pretty large. Mitch, you're under Philly Rams 50. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Philly, like they've put up points, but like, I think this one will be a low, kind of a low scoring one, but like 23 to like 13. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. We also had Kansas City, Minnesota over 53.5. Yep, that's the fun fun over of the week. That is a fun over. Fun over. Um, unders, and uh, or the, the under that me, Cole, and Eli were all together on, New Orleans Patriots under 39.5. Cole, what the heck did you just do? <laughs> it's cool, it's cool. He's, I, don't, I don't know why he doesn't know. How, wait, are you sticking with him? Yeah, I'm sticking with him. Oh, okay. Um, New Orleans and the Patriots. It's fine, Cole, does, it's fine. Cole does not know how to use spreadsheets or documents, and so he's he's just having a tough time copying and pasting. Takes me a he's little not bit. certified. I'm not certified. Yeah, you're not. It's okay. I, I get all flustered. It's okay. Um, yeah, 39 and a half. I love this. This is a one or two touchdown game. That's not per team. That's total. That's <laughs> <laughs> I had. I thought I had it as the over, and I was like, "What was I thinking?" And then I saw it was. No, this over. is a hammer play too. Yeah, this is getting close to nuclear missile whale play. This is parlay all. Play. Let's parlay them together. And then... We do need a new bet because our we had commanders money lost <laughs> in the real bet. quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll be cooking something up for sure. Um, yeah, this it's an ugly game for sure. Uh, Primetime games. Me and Cole are riding with Reed. We have San Francisco minus four. And then, and Stewart is as well. And then Reed, Mitch, Eli are all together. We have a lot of similar picks this week. Yeah, we. I think we all have duplicates. Um, Reed, Eli, Mitch are on the Monday night game. Green Bay plus one against the Raiders. That's just an. That's a weird game to me. It seems 
a little fishy, if I'm being honest. I know. I was, I'm contemplating switching to San Fran, but I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> that was a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> um, only other games we didn't talk about, Jaguars-Bills is uh, the London game. I never touched the London game. Um, it's just so weird. But, yeah, that... Is but, it on 5.30 a.m. our time? No. It's 7.30, 7.30 our time. And also, Jacksonville's going to be there for the second straight week. So, like, will it's, that help them? This right, is a home game for them. The, but it's also the Bills. And yeah. The Bills like, look like they could possibly be the best team in football. So, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Jacksonville plays well there. True. Um... Yeah, no, I actually kind of like the seven thirty starts. It's I have to fun. be I have to be at church at seven thirty on Sundays, mm. so having a game on, having something to do while you're at church at seven <laughs> thirty, <laughs> having having a game on is is fun. Yeah, it's fun waking up early, like before church, coming upstairs and grabbing coffee, and then we're all just like half asleep on the couch watching football already. Yeah, usually I like waking up at seven thirty, except for today, but. <laughs> Yeah, usually I wake up at that time. So. so you say that, but you never come out of your room until like nine or ten. But I'm up. He's up. I, I'm sure hard. I'm right? hard at work. No, sure you are doing homework every day. Yeah, that, for sure. Might have to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we need to do a couple play. Uh, we can do. Yeah, we'll do a couple playoff crossoffs. Wait, we're missing some the survivor picks. Wait, I'm the only one alive in the Survivor picks? What? Did you do that last week? The Kansas City? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And okay. I won. And now I'm going to go Lions versus Panthers. I'm going to have the Lions to win. Just money line. Um, do you guys have any picks? Oh, wait. No, you guys are all out. Um, sorry. <coughs> all right. Playoff cross-off. <laughs> we need to cross-off. Wait, what? No one's in Survivor two, picks besides me? <laughs> two more teams each. I'm going to go with the Raiders and... The Panthers. So I have Bears, Raiders, Texans. Oh, I put the Texans. That sucks. Yeah. So did Mitch. <laughs> Mitch put the Texans. You're a fraud. You're a fraud, <laughs> Mitch. You're a fraud. Oh, fraud. 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 No, fraud. you can't go back. Can't fraud. go back. Boo. I'm um, screwed in that. I'm adding the Panthers and Raiders as well. I also, my first two were Rams, Texans. They could both be playoff teams. <laughs> they, they, so those are those good. are scaring me a little bit. So I don't know. I don't even know why I did Rams week one. They won week one. They did. They did win week I, one. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what I was thinking. Um, I'm do. I have Cardinals, Panthers, Bears, and then I'm going to add the Patriots and Raiders. Patriots. Yeah, I think the Patriots. I also um, looked at the like edit history, and Cole did put the KC pick in September 28th. So that's good, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is good. I know my way around. Word. I didn't. Know I, I know my that. way around word. Cool. <laughs> His words are or, or Google Docs. He knows how to type things. Yeah. Um, do we have any stock up, stock downs to finish pod? I have stock down. Uh, soccer talk with Eli. Why? So, do you guys know who Paul Pogba is? Oh, it is just like you're saying. Yeah, no. Soccer like, talk with Eli isn't the stock down. Okay, it's, gotcha. I was like, why? <laughs> soccer talk with Eli. The topic is there is a stock down in the soccer world. So, uh, so you get, do you guys know who Paul Pogba is? Yeah, he's a French professional football. Yeah, he's on the Europe, for yep. Serie A, Juventus, <laughs> Serie nas- national team. He's a versatile player. Primarily operates as a central midfielder. So I know a lot about. Him. Yeah, Cole knows a lot about Paul Pogba. <laughs> so he's he he's been like. 
a lot of people think he was like one of the best midfielders for a long time, especially when he was like young. Cause he started at Juventus. Uh, he's 30 now and there's a chance he could get banned for four years after, um, testing positive a second time for, uh, like testosterone enhancing drugs. And so he's been doping, uh, and he's they've basically caught him twice. And there's, it's not for sure yet because they could, uh, they, there's ways that they could get the, the like, uh, ban lowered to like, just like a couple months if, if it was like health related or they, if they can't prove it was used during a game or something, but um, he's struggled a lot this last season. He's supposed to be like, he was really good in the 2018 world cup with France. And then his club play since just hasn't been very good. And if he gets banned for four years, that's basically a death sentence for his career. So that's, that's my stock down and the oh, stock down in the world of soccer. Um, it's like the A-Rod of soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I have a stock up in soccer to keep the, Talk talk with you that rolling. Uh Newcastle United surprised the world last year in the Premier League and qualified for the Champions League, and people didn't know how they were gonna fare in European uh competition. And they were put in the group of death with um Dortmund, AC Milan, and then Paris Saint Germain. They I think they tied AC Milan, but didn't look great. AC Milan should have won, and then they just beat PSG like four to one, which was a pretty huge achievement. Um, so stock up is, is Newcastle. They are, they may actually be for real. Um, stock up, maybe a stock down. So the writer strike is over, you know, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, so they like weren't writing TV shows or anything. Uh, apparently Greg Daniels wants to reboot the office. I've seen that. I'm a little nervous. I would say stock down. Really? I wonder, cause you can't have the same cast. So do you have like a couple characters from the old show with a new cast? Yeah, that's kind of right. why I'm saying like I just don't think it's a good idea. I don't see how yeah. it's a win. I just don't want. To I mean, I'm gonna watch. Yeah. Oh, you can't get me to not watch. But still a bummer. Um, also, this is kind of crazy. Stock down, and Russia, um, Russian soldiers fighting in Ukraine who are caught drinking or being insubordinate are forced into storm fighter squads and are sent to the most dangerous parts of the front line. Yeah, that's, terrible. <laughs> that's tough. That's so bad. I mean, Just, it's good motivation, I guess, to fall in line. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't drink. If if any Russian soldiers are listening to this, don't be drinking because you might go to the front line. True. But if I got, if I got caught doing that, I'd probably be like, they're going to throw me in the front line. I'm just going to keep drinking even more. <laughs> and so like, fair enough. That could prove, what if this is how Russia loses the war is they put all of their like drunkards in the front line and they just, they, they go over in the front line against Ukraine and just get demolished because all their front line soldiers are hung over. True. All right. Anyone else have anything? Good pod. All right. Good pod, boys. That was fun. Great pod. Rock the house. Rock the house. Rock the house. Rock the house.